Welcome back into another edition of College Golf Talk. Burko and Brentley with you. We are moments away from a special guest, William Mao from Pepperdine, joining us. We're excited to continue this drum roll of guests, Brentley. I, I'm going to give you a lot of credit during this fall. You've got the heavy hitters to join us. So, so apparently we're gaining traction in this podcast world. I mean, I'm trying my best, Burko trying my best just just trying to live up to you know the legacy that that you've said over the past uh what three decades now covering the sport yeah i'm in the third decade and, and you use that term Uh-oh. loose loosely but if you if you say legacy four, that four decades, that means maybe that means i'm old well let's yeah if you want to get to it the 90s the 2000s the 10, okay let's let's not oh, crunch the numbers I'm old. I know it. We're thrilled to uh, have William join us just moments from now right here on College Golf Talk, which, of course, is brought to you by Velocity Global as they seamlessly connect employers and talent, anyone, anywhere, anytime and anyhow. Its global work platform is built on cloud-based technology, compliance expertise and unmatched scale in 185 countries in all 50 United States. The world of work is forever changed. We know that now. Talent can live anywhere, work for anyone, and get the job done. And more than 1,000 businesses engage top talent in another state or another country without the need to set up a foreign entity or registration. And they rely on Velocity Global to make it simple and compliant. Velocity Global, accelerating the future of work. To learn more, visit velocityglobal.com golf. And with that, we welcome in William Mao, the senior from Pepperdine up bright and early on the West Coast on this uh, morning to join us on uh, College Golf Talk. Always good to catch up, my friend, spend some time with you. And I, and I want to jump right into it. The fact that I just said it, you are a senior. What stands out to you in your three and a half years already at Pepperdine as you're coming on the, the back end in the home stretch? Yeah, I can't believe I'm a senior already. It's, it's, uh, it's been gone. It went fast. Um, just been an incredible uh, journey here at Pepperdine, um, having two great coaches over here and um, some unbelievable teammates to play play around with and um, getting to learn, seeing guys move move on to um, their journeys and getting to learn how how they play, how they how they do things, and um, just being able to grow my game and become a become a complete golfer. Um, it's been a great step in my journey being here at Pepperdine. What are some of the challenges you now face in your final year that maybe you didn't expect starting college a year in, two years in? As you're near the end of things collegiately, what has maybe caught you off guard in terms of your preparation, your growth, and your uh, possibilities at the next level? Yeah, honestly, not not too much. Um, I kind of, kind of expected all the different things that would happen uh, being a senior now and, and at the platform platform that i'm i'm in um it's been good just kind of as long as you you're you're aware of the expectations and the media and uh, people coming up to you and saying certain things is you know i i I expected it so with that attitude i'm um you know it's not too it's not too hard where i'm at you talked about being aware of media and expectations and all of that. How how much does the PGA Tour University program and those rankings, how much do you look at those week to week? And just overall talk about the benefit um, now for college golfers to be able to have that not easier pathway, but 
um, you know, a pathway that they can get onto the Corn Ferry Tour, get onto these international tours quicker than, you know, maybe they would have been in the past. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great system they implied the past couple of years. And it's kind of hard not to look at the, uh, the rankings are, they're everywhere. People are sending me it. So um, I, I embraced it and it's fun to see the rankings, uh, but honestly, it doesn't change anything what I'm doing. I'm just keep practicing, doing my thing, um, working with the coaches and practicing on the game, the areas of my game that I need to, and just enjoying uh, being able to have a chance to uh, compete and uh, use a system like PJ Tour University to further my golf career. It's been special. I was able to have dinner with your parents and a couple or other parents for some of the seniors in the PGA Tour U rankings a couple of weeks ago. And I was talking to your dad and asked him what's been the biggest improvement over the last you know, six months to a year for you. And he said it was course management, you know, growing up a basketball player, um, you know, didn't really start getting super serious about golf until maybe a little later than a lot of these guys. But can you just talk about um, how your course management has improved, what you've worked on, and how big of a benefit assistant coach Chris Zambri has been? Because that's kind of his thing, um, you know, practicing, decades, course strategy, all that. Yeah, honestly, just growing up as an athlete, you know, just going out and playing basketball, whether it's basketball, football, just kind of having the natural ability to do all those things. And you come out and play golf with your natural ability, and you don't really learn all the – aspects of the game until you you know you're surrounded with some knowledgeable people and one of those people when I stepped up here at Pepperdine was, was Chris and you know just working on our numbers getting those tightened up um, that allows for better yardage control and um, obviously knowing where to miss and stuff like that it's it's fun because you know Zambri's been head coach at USC for 10 plus years and all the data he collected with some great players like Justin Suh and uh, Sean Crocker and many others to see their data and to come out and run tests at, at Pepperdine and see, um, you know, that, you know, I'm hitting it well or I'm putting well. So, you know, as a golfer, if you don't, you, you go out there and you don't putt well, um, you, you, all, you all expect that, oh, I'm not putting well. Then you go run your test with Chris and you have a good round on putting, his sim putting, and it's you're like, okay, it's not my putting, then what was it? So it just eliminates a lot of distractions where um, – where your mind could wander in golf, um, wondering whether it's this part of your game or not. So it just, it's really comforting to know that um, running those tests with Chris and some of his um, stats is, it's been an, important to me and it's been fun. It's been awesome. Now, do you know your best score on the extreme or the, is it the extreme yeah. line drill or uh, the, the one where you hit, I guess, 18 iron shots and however off center you are, I think Rico yeah. Hoey or, someone like that has the record. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty impressive with the record. And actually I've, I did it a couple of weeks back and I got an 81, which was phenomenal. And that's just hitting, uh, it's hitting nine iron to three wood um, randomly and seeing how many feet uh, yards you're off right or left. So it's all about accuracy and I did well. So that was fun. And you know, it was great. I don't think I could make triple digits for it. <clears throat> I don't know about well, you. I'm more of it. 200 guy. Yeah. Well, Brentley would be nowhere near that. You are seventh in PGA Tour U, but he buried the lead. There's no chance, William, that he paid for dinner with your folks and everyone else. So he, I did he, pay. 
No, guy. I want to see receipts. I'm not buying that at all. My own money um, too. It wasn't even the it wasn't even the company card. It was my own my own hard earned cash. It. He's a real team player. Um, a student athlete. You play golf. You're one of the best in the country. You get the job done in the classroom. What is life like at Pepperdine away from the golf course? You might not find a more scenic college campus in the entire world. What do you do when you're not running sim checks or studying? Yeah, I mean, being at Pepperdine is incredible. And the people there, it's a great community. I think there's 4,000 undergrads, so it's it's a tight, but it's a fun community. Um, you know, whether it's playing chipping games, watching the sunset with the guys on the coast, um, or playing, they come over, we'll play some card games, just having fun, um, getting to go down, eat dinner, at the cafe with the ocean view is just amazing. Um, working out with the guys in the in the gym, they just built a new gym for us athletes, so it's been special. Get to grow our game and another aspect there. Um, just coming back and kicking, watching NBA basketball in, in, at the crib and uh, enjoying enjoying the college life. It's 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 been great for me. So you're going to have to enjoy it now because things are going to change for you in terms of priorities moving forward. Why don't you let those tuning in get an idea of what your future may be at the altar or wherever you decide to have your your wedding vows uh, in the coming uh, months and years ahead uh, as we congratulate you on finding your better half. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Hannah and I are very, very excited about our future and um, I'm kind of unique. Not many college golfers or even college people uh, plan to get married in college, but uh, I'm one of those people. And um, she's been great. I found her uh, found her in high school, and we we've been dating for about five years, and we got engaged um, a couple months ago, and it's been it's been incredible. And I'm kind of a unique guy where you know I do like to do my own thing a lot. And um, moving on to um, things in the future and being with Hannah is just right up my alley. So I'm very excited. And uh, we plan to get married next May, right before the national championship. We haven't decided quite where, but we have the date set. So it's been great. And it's between regionals and the NCAA championship. So a nice, busy three weeks for you. Uh, yeah. If everything goes according to plan. Oh, that's nothing compared to being a student athlete. That's, <laughs> that's easy. So, but I'm looking forward to it and we're, we're very excited. Burko, your best piece of advice for, for William, because I've only been married for like just over a year, but yeah, so I've got 10 plus under my belt. Um, happy wife, happy life. We hear it all the time. Whatever she says, 95% of the time is the correct answer. Just had our 10 year anniversary last month. Um, wedding planning. It's her wedding. You're just along for the ride. So the flowers, et cetera. I think I had input on two things, uh, and that was it. And everything else, just nod, agree. Uh, I'll even go deeper. My parents have been married 54 years, and my dad's hearing is starting to go in his 80s, but my mom thinks it's gone forever. And he's like, no, I've just learned which battles to pick and which things to let go in one ear and out the other. Take that as the see fit. But 54 years of marriage, hard to argue. So she thinks incredible. he's been deaf for decades. He's like, most of it, I let just go from A to B and don't react. I'm laughing because I've seen plenty of that already. And you're right, just enjoy it and laugh about <laughs> it. And 
Thank you for the advice. That's awesome. And hopefully this hearing doesn't go anytime soon. So that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that um, would be good. Now you, you do have a little bit of a, uh, a hidden talent, Like you can juggle on a unicycle. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I kind of walked up and um, saw my dad juggling and it encouraged me to juggle. And I picked it up one day in class and pick it up within 30 minutes, just unreal. Um, and, and unicycling, uh, that was back in middle school. There was a guy that came to the talent show and kind of showed off a little bit. And I just, uh, I said, I want to do that. I'm, I'm going to be the unic unicycle guy around school. So I picked <laughs> it up, got a unicycle, was riding it with the next two weeks. That didn't include a lot of bumps and bruises though and falls because, you know, I, I failed hundreds of times, but I got right back up and learned to ride the unicycle. It was awesome. And then I saw a video earlier this summer at the U.S. Amateur. You were juggling some eggs. Now, for those who know you pretty well, they know that your dad runs a, a, a pretty cool uh, egg farm, Billy's Egg Farm, uh, back yeah. home in, uh, in, in Chino. And um, you spent a lot of time there and probably still still do in your home. Just kind of talk us or talk through us about what the farm's all about and what are some of your best uh, best memories? Man, where do I start? You know, moving there. My dad's had the farm for 25 plus years. Um, we moved there, uh, when I was about 10 and ever since then, it's just been incredible. The life lessons I've learned, um, I'll start with the first story, Christmas every year, Thanksgiving every year, workers have off, but chickens don't stop laying. So that means <laughs> I'm coming home from college and I'm gathering eggs on Christmas, Christmas Eve and Thanksgiving, all the holidays. That's not a holiday for me. You know, it's, it's, it's been great though. Cousins come over, grandparents come over. We all gather eggs, 25,000 plus eggs. Um, it's been special. The life lessons I've learned, seeing my dad wake up early in the mornings um, to go deliver eggs in LA. Um, just, there's no excuse for me not to wake up and do my job, uh, my job. So it's been encouraging. It's been so much fun and there's nothing that I would change uh, without living on a farm. Um, it's just, it's been incredible. It's been fun. See, there's no downside to learn how to juggle when you have endless supplies of eggs. If you drop it and break it, oh, well, there's 25,000 more you can continue to learn with. So I'm going to say you had a, a slight advantage to that. You were committed to the craft, so I can respect that. But if Brentley did that at home, his mom or his wife would start yelling, you're breaking the eggs. You got to go to Publix and get another dozen. Uh, you could just go back out to the farm and and grab that. So that's uh, that's definitely a different way uh, of of growing up. And as you said, you wouldn't change a thing. National champs two years ago. This team looks pretty different than that title squad of twenty one. What is the dynamic like now, and what will it take to have a chance to end with one more national uh, championship before you're done? Um, yeah, I think this this team is incredible, and I. I think we're we're um, we're having someone join us possibly for the spring season, which will give us a another great chance of playing and competing and winning the national championship. But as of this year, what a blessing this team is! Great, great guys, and we just have fun on and off the course, whether it's on the plane, just talking, or coming over here watching the game. I'm cooking for the guys, cooking eggs or steak, whatever it is, and just in really enjoying. Um, each other's company with each other and 
it's great competition. We'll go out there, play two v twos or uh, low, low score or nine point, whatever it may be. It's just a really good mixture of fun, competitive golf this year. And I think that's why we're um, we're just going to keep growing, keep seeing better results as a team. We're uh, we're a special group of guys. I'm I'm very blessed to have these guys around me. So I have a couple rankings questions for you, and these aren't PGA Tour U rankings or golf stat rankings, but you mentioned cooking eggs. Could you rank the best ways to eat an egg? <laughs> there's there's so many. Yeah, there's so many. Um, Let's just do top three. Top three would be okay. good. And then the worst, the worst way. Okay, so I really like classic over hard. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, you could throw it on toast, throw it on whatever you want to eat healthy. Salt and pepper, a little salt and pepper. Absolutely. Can't go wrong with scrambled. That's always for me. I like scrambled eggs. My third is poached, which is not easy to cook. But once you master it, people love it. And they always come back. They're like, dude, how'd you do that? Well, I can't tell you. It's a secret, you know. They love poached eggs. For me, the worst, and for people uh, that I've cooked for, they do not like over easy. Yeah. They don't like they don't like the runny yolk. So I would yeah, say that's, I don't blame that's the that's the worst for uh, for the guys I've cooked for. I love over hard. I would guess Burko is a scrambled guy. For safe plays, yes. Eggs Benedict in Maui, Kapalua, honeymoon. We're out there last year with the family with some crab meat in there. Oh hmm. my gosh. Get throw the hollandaise sauce. Wow. First down. Burko's living, I don't living a little back. bit uh, above our, our pay grade, William. He's, well, you uh, you yeah. called me you called me a legacy. Early. I've noticed William can William can attest. He he said I'm a I, I'm a legacy, so legacy should eat eggs benedict. Amen. Now, now, second <laughs> ranking thing. Well, because well, you've talked a lot about basketball, all that. Um, there's some pretty good hoops players in college golf. Let's just assume you're in the starting five. You're the shooting guard. What four guys? So. Yeah, well, yeah, I, or point guard. Who knows? And we, we may, if I'm the coach, we may need, need you to handle the ball too. Um, yeah. Hopefully, you shoot better than uh, Westbrook, but. Uh, <laughs> four, you, you got four guys that you can pick from current college golfers. Who are you rounding out the starting five to Ooh. to run with for a few games? Uh, okay, I want Cristo, my center from the Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, I want my four guy um, Chase from Arizona. Yeah, just two, just two athletes. I want all athletes. I just want guys who can play. Um, I'm at the two or at the one, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, I'm going to want another shooter, and I haven't seen enough guys shooting. So I'd have to kind of have like 10 guys, 10 athletes shoot around, and I'd be like, okay, I, I want that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's some really good athletes out there, um, and we it'd be a fun little five. I, I get, we could take on some travel ball teams. That's five for sure, and it'd be fun. Yeah, we might uh, sign Patrick Welch too. I've seen there you uh, go. Seen him play a little bit. He's, yeah, he's pretty sneaky. Yes. I want him at the. Uh, I I want him at the one or one or the three for sure. That guy can Ace. jump. Yeah. A- a- well, speaking of someone that can jump, his eligibility is gone. Scotty Scheffler. I've seen the guy literally flat-footed take a basketball and dunk it. Wow! No surprise there. Just raw talent and 
And he's also like just, six three, though. I mean, he's pretty. He's he got a little bit of a head picked start. the ball up. That's I don't incredible. think he had sneakers. Got under the hoop, straight up, straight down, and I That's just great. walked away and had more eggs Benedict because that was the right <laughs> thing to do. Uh, William, we could go on forever. We certainly appreciate you joining us uh, this week on College Golf Talk. Always good to catch up with you. Uh, enjoy some downtime uh, during this break and uh, look forward to watching you guys wrap it up uh, and make one last run in 23. Burke, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, Brentley. Thanks for having me on. Let's you ride. Let's ride. <laughs> Let's ride. Don't forget it. Let's ride. We'll Love it. William Mao, Pepperdine Sr. joining us. Uh, it goes so quickly, Brentley. I remember it seems like just the other day when we're talking about William Mao as a national freshman of the year candidate. Mm -hmm. And now he's getting married in six months. He's trying to win a second national uh, championship. Um, and all kidding aside, you've done a, a heck of a job grabbing these kids, the best in the country, PGA Tour U ramifications for a lot of them. Um, and they all look at it differently. They all have the same goal, path, intentions, um, but they all don't do it the same way, which I kind of enjoy. Yeah, no, he's he's really played some incredible golf this fall, too. So he's earned every bit of his time slot on this podcast. Not that it, it takes much. Um, you know, we're we're open to to guests. You know, it's always good to have guests and, uh, you know, having having William, having Ludwig Aberg, David Ford. It's kind of like uh, like a murderer's row of uh, of guests. So, um, yeah, good to good to have William on it. I've always thought he was super interesting. I mean, the egg farming. Um, you know, the, the hidden talents, the basketball, I, I believe he was, and he still is the all time record holder in career three point makes for his high school. Pretty good. Sure. Uh, good. So record he can to shoot. Have. Yeah. yeah. He, he can shoot. I've, he was looking for another shooter for that starting five. So he only, he really only gave us like two other guys, but um, I've, I've heard William Mall um, is a pretty good shooter. So, Mal Mall, maybe there's some confusion on the defense uh, on who's who, who to guard, and uh, so I think that could potentially be a uh, good good selection to round out that five. Anyways, let's get back to golf. Yeah, we're having fun. Fall season <laughs> wrapped up for many. If not, it's coming to a close here uh, in the next few days. You wanted to sort of take a look at what we hit on and missed on with some preseason predictions, starting with the men. Uh, I'm glad you wrote it down because, uh, as you aptly described, I've been around for too long. My memory would never recall such info. But I had team... to go back. I had to go back and, and listen to that episode again. So it did take some time. Yeah, well, committed to the craft. I appreciate that. Teams to outpour, uh, outperform preseason ranking. I had the Florida Gators. You had the Red Raiders from Texas Tech. Um I don't know if I hit on it or missed on it. There have been moments where Florida looked like a top four or five team in the country. There are others. I'm going to say I, maybe I did okay. And as I text JC Deacon, the Gator coach, after their runner-up finish at Isleworth, saying, hey, good fall. And he said, I'll take it. And if we can get Ricky Castillo to where he should be, watch out. Yeah. And, and I think that's perfectly said. They played pretty darn well without Ricky doing much. Yeah, I'm going to say you miss slightly just because yeah. we did have Florida as a th three or fourth in the, the preseason rankings. They're currently ninth in golf stat. But I agree. I mean, based on 
what Ricky has done, which is not much. I mean, I think he finished outside the top 60 at Isleworth. Uh, I'm not shocked that JC would, would take that. Cause you got to figure that Ricky at some point is going to figure it out. He did the same thing last season where kind of spun the tires in the fall, came out in the spring, had, had some much better performances. So um, I'll say slightly missed. I think Texas tech I'll slip, I'll say I hit on because at one point, they were the number one ranked team in the country. They're currently third. Ludwig Aberg has been, uh, I mean, we'll kind of get to this a little bit later, but he's been a player of the year type candidate as we thought he would be. Uh, so I'm going to take a little bit of credit because, you know, going through all these last night, I know that I missed a whole lot. So I'll, uh, I'll take advantage of the, the good moments when I can get it. I like it. Teams to underperform. Quick glance, I think we all might have missed on it a little bit. I had Pepperdine, you had Arizona State and Tennessee. Pepperdine has been solid, a little yeah. better than I expected. And as William said, maybe in addition to that team come January, which could put them in a different level. Hearts um, are breaking in Austin, Texas, by the way, hearing that we news. Sh- we shall see. We'll see uh, what All-America selection Uh, from a power five school ends up at another place Uh, and Arizona state really good considering what they lost and Tennessee, a couple of wins. So I, I feel like we probably were on the wrong side slightly of all those. And I'm good with that. I'll give you credit though. Pepperdine currently 14th in golf stat. You know, I think we had them in the top 10 preseason. So I'll give you a point for that one. I was way off about Arizona state. So was um, I. And and that was before, I mean, we kind of figured David Pooge was gone, but that was really before he had announced that too. So um, if that was official at the time, I probably would have been more sold on making Arizona State my team to underperform. But uh, right now I got them probably third if we did any kind of college power rankings in terms of teams that would win the national championship. They're right behind, maybe not right behind, but they are next in line behind Vanderbilt and North Carolina, in my opinion. And especially considering that they're very young. So they're only going to get better. I mean, they might take a step back, but they're going to be taking two, three steps forward every time they tee it up. And um, just a lot of talent on that team. Preston Summerhays, Riggs Johnson playing well. Um, great coaching. So posting again. I, so I, I see no reason why that trend of, you know, semifinalist, finalist, runner-up, and potentially champion in the third and final year at Greyhawk, I see no reason why that couldn't happen. So way off on that one. I, yeah. I should get a negative. I should get a negative. Yeah. For... yeah. No, I'm not going to grade you that hard. All um, right. So let's, let, let's keep track. So we're 1-1. One, 1-1. Yeah, one. One, one. All right. Fair enough. Teams outside the top 10 we were most high on. I went with uh, Texas A&M. Where are they ranked now? Give me the rank. They, they are 12. So All right. A push. Yeah. yeah a push. push. You know, I saw a little bit of everything from them. You had Texas. <laughs> they're 21st right now. They're Yeah. Yeah. I won't take away a point, but maybe I got the slight lean there. Player of the year honors. I was all in on Sam Bennett, USAM champ. Mm. I missed I missed on that right now. You had Ludwig Aberg. Uh, we had on the pod a couple weeks ago, certainly one of the three to five players probably at the top of the list. So I'm going to let you bump back up there. Two, two. Um, 
And then we had uh, NCAA pick. We both went, both went with Vanderbilt. I would not stray from that. I won't stray mm-hmm. from that. North Carolina, right there. To me, you could flip a coin if you can carve those two teams out on that Wednesday at Greyhawk, six, seven months from now. Sign me up. Uh, I am good with that. Wow, you've got a lot of things. We still have to get to the ladies here. Give, give hey, me something. well, let's just keep going. Last last pot of the Last well, but yeah, last pat of the fall, best best Let's team, best team I'm staying with Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, best player, Gordon Sargent. Oof. It's Sargent or Thor Bjornsson's really caught my interest here in the fall. Yeah. Now Gordon hasn't. I mean, he won the East Lake Cup, but he hasn't won a 54 hole event yet this fall. But he's just been super consistent. Michael has, you know, won arguably the toughest event of the year. Uh, Olympia Field, so a push probably. Um, I, I'll tell you the player who has really been surprising, and that's Callum Scott, the sophomore from Texas Tech. I mean, he's he's been better, I think, than Ludwig Aberg. He's gone T7 runner-up and T8 in his three college starts. So um, replacing his older brother, Sandy Scott, with – a better version at this point in, in his career. I, I think if you're Texas Tech, you're super excited about that. But I'll, I'll give Gordon Sargent the lean just because of the the expectations and, and having to deal with being the reigning NCAA individual champion, having all of all the all the attention from the agents and things like that. Because unlike Thor Bjornson, who's already basically signed with an agent, he's got He's signed for the NIL representation, but he's basically locked up for who he's going to be with as a pro. Gordon doesn't have that. And you were out at Eastlake. I was out at Eastlake. There is a processional of agents and equipment reps following Gordon's every move. And his parents don't even get to really watch him play golf because as soon as they're done talking to one, another one comes in and gets their three to four holes. So, a lot of distractions, and for him to be the number one player right now in college golf, according to the golf stat rankings, that impresses me. And oh, by the way, his fall scoring average in the neighborhood of about 67 and a quarter. <laughs> Just uh, throwing that out there. A lot can change in the spring, but on a record-setting pace. Surprises, disappointments, what's jumping out to you from what you've seen, what went Good, bad, and different. Surprise, Auburn men, number one Good right golf. now in golf stat. Just one aisle worth. The women have gotten a lot of attention over the past three years, and I think both of us thought that J.M. Butler was maybe going to take a little bit of a step back. Maybe last year's, I think it was a second-team All-American or third-team All-American. Maybe that last season was a – uh, aberration, but he's, he's a really good player, and Brendan Valdez has gotten a lot better. Um, th- they just have a really solid squad, and do I think they're the number one team in the country? No, um, but they've definitely been the most surprising. Disappointing? It's hard to say that Texas was really the most disappointing just because I think there was that feeling that it was going to be tough at first to replace all of those, but I'm going to go with a different team in that conference, and that's Oklahoma State. Losing Eugenio Shikara, losing Amon Gupta, but they still had a lot of talent in there. And and to me, they just, you know, we're we're used to seeing Oklahoma State be among the 
top four to five teams in the country, and they just aren't that right now. You know, Rasmus Nirgard peterson has been banged up a little bit, though he's played well otherwise. Jonas Baumgartner has been a bright spot, but other than that, they're they're not they're not very deep. I mean, maybe Bo Jin playing well at the Asia Pacific last week will spark him uh, to do better things. But so they're they're probably the most disappointing just because of where I had them ranked coming into the fall. Yeah, you you throw Bo Jin's name out there. He almost won the NCAA individual championship as a freshman 18 months ago and thought that might be a springboard. Uh, The springboard's broken. The springboard needs to be tightened because was that a flash in the pan that one week? And he didn't close it. That was his for the taking. Um, So I can sort of buy into that a little bit. Give me the top eight teams. What what are the rankings? And I'm going to tell you which one isn't going to make match play. So in order, we have Auburn, Vanderbilt, Texas Tech, Arizona State, North Carolina, Stanford, and then Illinois and Tennessee. Hmm. Again, would have no idea where they're going to regionals. Um, but this is to make match play. Top eight yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah, okay, make, yeah. Yeah. Won't make um, match play. Illinois. So all the NCAAs, hopefully. Yeah, Illinois. Okay. I'm going to say yes. Tennessee. I'm going to okay. say Tennessee just yeah. because Brant Packard is uh, on an emotional high right now. You know, having an undefeated football team, number one in the college football playoff, needs to bring we we need to bring him down to earth a little bit. So, uh, so I'll go Tennessee. But, Georgia, but why why do you think Illinois? The adjustment from those Midwest teams to figuring out Greyhawk. And it's yeah. not just Midwest. We see a lot but of they teams have from made the it south. before. Yeah, we've seen teams from the southeast. Not hey, look at Wake Forest women, second best team yeah. in the country. They cannot figure out Greyhawks. So it was a more instinctual feel of that. And as far as Tennessee, as much as it pains me to say, I think the folks in Athens will sort of put them back in their place. But I, I could be wrong. Hey, I mean, you talk about it. Big football all week long, and it's must-watch events on NBC and Peacock, all beginning with the horses at the Breeders' Cup Saturday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern, followed by Clemson, Notre Dame, South Bend. By the way, the Tigers are going to lose. Fighting Irish are going to take care of business there. Wow, big call. Oh, yeah, upset. Home dog, outright winner. Book it, take it to the bank, uh, and then we'll cap it off with Saturday Night Live. Action continues Sunday, the NASCAR Cup Series Championship at 3.00. And then the Titans battling the Chiefs Sunday night football starting at seven all on NBC and Peacock. We go Fire from up the, Met. the grill. Fire oh, yeah. up the grill. What a Fire weekend. up the grill. You might as well get the pool going, right? It's hot in Central Florida, as we know. That's the men. We're not changing much. We're slapping ourselves on the wrist, try to get better in the spring. For the women, outperform preseason ranking. I had LSU. I failed miserably there. I'm shocked, honestly, how indifferent they have been considering I I could put them as a legit top five team. It hasn't come together. And you had UCLA. I'm going to give you the lean there. I think UCLA is – Maybe it's it's what I saw at Eastlake that I saw moments of – They're ranked 26. 26. I was, I was trying off. to give you some. I was trying to give you. A I know, but you're. I I think you got the edge now. I I, I think you're three two, because 
they just haven't replaced Emma Spitz. And Ingrid Lindblad's going to kick it into gear. Um, Carla Tejeda had a great week at Seminole. So um, I, I'm, I'm not as worried about – see, I always face this, like, right now, how much are you worried about this team? And I'm more worried about UCLA than LSU because UCLA does not have an Emma Spitz. They don't have an Ingrid Lindblad. They don't have a Rose Zhang. No one has a rose thing except for Stanford, but they don't have that that stud. Like they don't have the player who's just going to go out and shoot sixty eight and yeah, yeah and shoot sixty eight, finish top five, or win. They, they just don't have that. So um, I, I I'm I'm giving myself the the capital L there, the definitive loss. Got it. Uh, team to underperformed. I had South Carolina. You had Texas A and M. Um, That's a push. Okay. We were both wrong. <laughs> They're yeah. four and five. A&M is impressive. Watch, yeah, watch, that, watch, watch them. Um, player of the year, we both had Rosang. I think you can slowly start engraving that trophy now. I had Lindblad. You had Amari Avery as seconds. Flashes. Um, I think the surest thing out here is Rosang is the best college player women's golfer out there and there's not a close second for me but is she the best of all time we were having no. that discussion this yeah. morning that that now, season by uh by Lorena Ochoa was as you were describing which I think you should do again because just the uh the impressiveness or the uh unbelievability of I don't even know if there's <clears> words but uh yeah, yeah it's just, it, I know what you're getting at 2002 it's 20 years ago so yes I am dating myself because I saw a lot of it firsthand they played 10 events Arizona Lorena won the first seven conference championships she comes in second I believe Candy Kung was the player to beat her from USC she wins regionals and then comes in second at nationals behind Virata near a path pong porn from Duke 10 events eight wins second in the other two Greatest college season, men, woman, anywhere I've ever seen, uh, and period. I mean, we can go through all the record books, 80% uh, winning percentage to uh, second in the other two. Now, I'm sure Tiger's uh, sophomore season, I think he won seven or eight times, uh, capping it with a national title. You can make that argument. Um, if Rose ran the table, you could intrigue me on that. Uh, but that standard is so high, I'm not sure it will ever be achieved. Uh, I don't think we're wavering from that. We're not wavering from Stanford going back to back. Uh, they're in the mix in Hawaii, Nenea right now in the mix. They're leading. Rose is leading. They wrap up today. Um, so let's sort of pivot. The best team not named Stanford. Uh, fresh in my mind. Um, watch Auburn. Mm -hmm. Watch Auburn, the cardiac kids. And our thoughts are with Melissa Llewellyn, the women's head coach for the Tigers, whose mom, Dale McNamara, the legendary coach from Tulsa, passing away uh, just days ago. Um, truly a great uh, lady. So we're, we're thinking of Melissa and her family. There's something about this group, and we've seen it for multiple years, and the faces have changed. I start buying into squads that are up against it what they did at Karsten Creek at regionals that final day. I like somebody, if they could find their way to make a run, they're not going to be afraid. And I can't say that necessarily about some of the other top teams. I like that one. 
Um, and, you know, on a, on a side note, while we're talking about Dale, um, probably holds a, a record or an achievement that will never be matched and that she won two national team titles in the same year where she won the last, I think it was like, it, like AWIW national championship in 1982. And then they switched and the first NCAA championship was held later in the year and Tulsa won that as well. So the only coach probably for now until the end of time to win two national team titles in the same year. And another quick story, because I was talking to Melissa uh, a couple nights ago and she was telling the story about when she was being recruited by her mom. And <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not like Melissa was a, you know, solid player. I mean, she was a blue chip five-star prospect if there ever was one. And she was on a unofficial visit to, to Stanford during a tournament in which Tulsa was playing. And Tulsa ended up winning that tournament. And that kind of solidified um, her choosing the Golden Hurricane because Tulsa's players at the time were saying, like, we are not going to let her go anywhere else. Like, we are going to win this tournament. And I think Melissa said she was sitting on a par three, kind of on the back nine, and they just kept making birdie after birdie after birdie. And ultimately she got home and was like, why would I go anywhere else? I mean, I, I my mom is the best coach in the country and the best team in the country is in my backyard. And lo and behold, she goes there. She went to NCAA championship in 1988, both team and individual, and follows in her mother's footsteps and is a Hall of Fame coach. So, um, you know, a lot of cool stories and, you know, it sucks to to lose the people we love, but I, I think uh, you know there's just so many great memories that Melissa is going to have, and and her sister as well um, of her mom, because you know by all accounts and all the stories and all the research that I've done the past few days, she was uh, she was an incredible person and and coach. So um, hearts go out to her. Um, I like Auburn best team. What was it? Best team not. Same Stanford. Stanford. I still think Wake Forest. They've had a couple of uh, stinkers a little bit. Um, they lost a tournament last week at the Landfall tradition that I thought they should have won. I mean, it's kind of in their part of the country in San Jose State, who we can't forget about, just comes in and wins again. It's like they they never left. And uh, But Wake Forest has won two big events, Seminole, um, the Annika, two stellar fields. I, I, right now, I think they're the best, but it's maybe not as big of a gap between them and a few other teams as it was a month and a half ago. Biggest surprise for me, Ole Miss. Kind of good to see Corey Hankus build off that national title. I'm always intrigued, not the following year, but the year after that, what can you you know make materialize from winning a national championship? She's seemingly found a a nice little group to collectively uh, maybe give it another run. And disappointment for me, I, I need to see more from Southern Cal. I thought this was a team trending, um, and it's been too high and low for me with the talent that they have. Yeah, disappointing. Other than USC, which I would agree with you, there is Arizona State. Just in terms, I, I know they lost a lot of talent. I know they're young, um, but this is a perennial top 10 program. And so they're they're probably the most disappointing for me. Um, Michigan, you could also kind of throw into that mix as well. 
But the most surprising team is number 14, SMU. If, if you remember, in last year during our signing day show, which that's coming up, uh, was it November 7th? Is that the right day? 14th, 14th. Another oh, November weekend. 14th. Yeah. I, see, I, it's a good thing. Uh, but uh, last year, I had SMU as one of the top five classes in the country. And that's because they added Michelle Zhang. They added Mackenzie Lee. And lo and behold, they're ranked 14th in the country right now. And those two players are leading the way. Um, so, I mean, heck of a uh, – I mean, we always talk about the the men's program at SMU. And I would argue that the women's team has, has passed them. I mean, they're, they're the more impressive team in the Dallas area. Um, so hats off to the Mustangs. And, yeah, I mean, there's really – there's really no other surprising teams to me. I think uh, maybe Mississippi both, State. Yeah, Mississippi State's good. We both missed on Michigan and Georgia, by the way. Teams oh, outside we did. the yeah. top ten that we're high on. Maybe they figure it out. I was hoping, out. I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. That was, well, that was, yeah, you, you talked. I'm, I'm going to own it. Um, taking a look at top eight teams currently that wouldn't make match play. Um I'm going to say Texas. Okay. So you got Stanford, Wake, San Jose State, the Chickens, A&M, Oregon, Texas, Ole Miss. Yeah, and it's early. You know what I mean? We're just looking at a team that I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe not. Uh, So Texas does – they do have the experience. They have a couple players who made match play before. I'm going to take a flyer and say South Carolina. And maybe that's not a flyer because they haven't proven that. Wait, yeah, they haven't had the success there. They've had a little Uh, bit more success than Wake Forest, but not much. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're changing. Wavering, Stanford wins it all. They've been remarkable. Would be hard-pressed to see them not head into the spring again, undefeated, winning every tournament. Uh, in which they teed it up, and uh, it sets the stage for a fun 23. You touched on the fact we'll have the signing show a couple weeks on Golf Channel, but in terms of a college golf talk podcast, we're going to pump the brakes. We're going to enjoy the holidays. We're going to eat turkey. We're going to open presents on Christmas and whatever yeah. anyone celebrates. Enjoy the holidays. Spend time with the family um, because it's truly what matters. It's going to be great. First Christmas, I'm excited. I, I'm already counting down the days. Thanksgiving is going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of family over. And it's just, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. First first as a dad. I mean, any uh, any advice on, uh, on what to get a <laughs> seven-month-old for Christmas? Let your wife decide. <laughs> I, okay, I, I am going to give you a piece of advice. I don't know if I've shared it. Make sure that your dog gets your wife something for Christmas. No, perfect. Read between the lines. Yeah. You make sure that, and and maybe I haven't shared it, but maybe, I I don't know, Mother's Day, birthdays, make sure mommy's getting a gift from her pride and joy. That goes a long way. Doesn't matter what you get her. It matters what, Hmm. that's, that's served me well. Take that for what it's worth. Good advice. Hopefully, uh, hopefully William's still uh, 
still listening. I'm so. trying. Yeah, I'm trying to help the youth of America. One day, somehow, we'll get it done. Uh, always a pleasure, man. 2022 done for us on College Golf Talk. Uh, enjoy uh, the family time, and we'll ramp it up again uh, in 23. U.S. Wahlberger. Appreciate it, my friend, and our thanks to everyone for joining us each and every week on College Golf Talk. Enjoy the holidays and the rest of 2022. We'll see you right back here in 2023. So long.